do it. You enjoy it. Yeah. Oh, You've been doing thanks. the intro and the outro, so why would we? This will it be now? the intro. Welcome in, everyone. Uh, I'm Johnny Bailey over here on the digital couch. We got DJD. Howdy. And Farmer. How's it going? Back there in the booth, we've got Craig. And yeah, that's it. All right. So, what's up, guys? How was your week? Man, it was a crazy one. Crazy, crazy busy. But it's good. I really had an up and down week, um, but I don't really want to talk about it on this podcast. So there's that. <laughs> That's fair. That's totally Actually, fair. Actually, there's something I can't talk about. Let's just get started into something kind of controversial. Um, oh, no. Why not? Do you guys... <laughs> so for those who don't know, um, Lent season started, which um, the Lent season, um, Catholics and different Christians like give up something, right, for 40 days. And um, a lot of people will give up like social media or like eating meat or something, right? Chocolate. Uh, but I've never been one to take a break from social media. You know what I'm talking about? You guys see this, right? Where people say, I'm going to take a break mm -hmm. from social media because it's like really negatively affecting me, right? Sure. Mm -hmm. I've never been one to really do that. And honestly, I don't really get it. And I had a moment this week where I realized I do do that because I haven't been on Facebook since November 2016. Wow. And yeah. Yeah. What have happened in November of 2016 that would get me off of Facebook? Crazy. Right, Dean? <laughs> um, and... <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Maybe we need to use like the Wayback Machine and find out what happened in November 2016. Um, the uh, and also I have taken threads off of my home screen on my phone. Interesting. I can't do it. I can't. I and I wasn't on Twitter. I've hated Twitter for a long time. I'm sorry, Twitter X. I don't even know what Twitter is. Uh, I've hated X. I've hated X since before it was X. The uh, you could say you could say it was it is your ex in social media. <laughs> yes, you could say. <laughs> but I think I just don't like text based social media. There's just so many bad takes. It's just a cesspit of trash, and I can't. And threads didn't start off that way, but like it's pretty bad, and I don't like it. And uh, yeah, I have removed it. I've removed it from my home screen, so I don't I don't look at it anymore. I just get too angry, you know. Mm. See, it's the anger that makes me feel alive. <laughs> so, <laughs> so David I just takes my time on X sometimes. Yeah, uh, but uh, my Threads feed has been pretty chill actually. I've been very happy with that platform so far. Maybe this is uh, this is just because. Johnny, not saying anything really against you, Johnny, but you just have a different personality than the than the two of us when it comes to that kind of stuff. Maybe you just tend to step into things that we don't uh, experiment with. Maybe. Well, you know, it's not even that I don't I don't necessarily even engage with it, but I do engage with it according to like the algorithm because I'll like click on something right to read mm -hmm. people's responses and stuff. So, how is it that we live in 2024? the year of our Lord, higher education is more prevalent, right? And how are people so stupid at the same time? Oh, <laughs> so incredibly dumb. And like, they just say this stuff with their full chest. 
you know, they're like, I don't think that da 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 da. And it's like, are did you really just say that? Like, are what? And and then like all of these people backing them up. Yeah, it's like, almost yeah. like they said it, not actually thinking. A, a lot a lot of times, it's it's more like a response. It's not even like they really thought it through, though. Too, it's like okay, everybody's emotional response to this thing, and then. I don't know how many times you'll see them like, oh, I'll delete that. I what this is what I really meant, or something like that. I just feel like or, people just have it on their sleeve, you know, just I don't know. Or just they just whatever. are completely not self-aware. Right? Like the like it's like you know that like what you're saying that you hate that people do, you're doing to me right now. Mm-hmm. You realize that, right? You realize you are shoving your point of view down my throat right now. And mm-hmm. if I don't accept it, if I don't accept your worldview then I'm bad. You realize you're doing that, right? And they're like, no, no, it, it's so crazy. It's so, I, I don't even, I don't know how you guys deal with it. I can't deal with it. Are you, uh, are you guys familiar with the Dunning-Kruger effect? Have you heard of this? Uh, yeah. So the Dunning-Kruger effect is when you have some knowledge of something, but you're not an expert, but you feel like because you have some knowledge of it, right? You are an expert when in fact you are not. And they have this graph where there's like a tall mountain and then there's a low valley. And then there's like a, you know, instead of like a really steep curve, it's lower. Because then you realize as you continue to learn about something, wow, I really don't know a lot about this. I thought I knew everything about it, but I don't know. And then you like steadily go up of like knowing things, but also knowing that you don't know. Right. And they call the space where you feel like you are an expert and you're not that you're at the top of Mount stupid. And that is, if there wasn't a better way to describe Gen Z than being at the top of Mount stupid, oh my gosh. I don't know what there is. You know what I mean? Like the, the takes that people are saying to me are just wild and they're not. And again, they're like slightly educated on it. So they're like really going for it. But it's just like, you realize like, like you realize that means that you don't believe in this. Right. And then they're like, ah, uh, it's, it's just crazy. It's crazy. I think uh, so controversial, but I think that it's okay to have radical ideas of how the world should work, how things should work, uh, have opinions on things like that they should be different than they are. Uh, But then you have to, at some point, learn to take that idealism and apply it to making substantial, significant change in the real world, going by what's actually reality. Right. And so I feel like nowadays that that just kind of gets skipped over, that we all live in very different worlds. And that makes it very hard to have conversations because we have different ideas of what is true. And that becomes problematic because, like, it's really hard to find solutions for things when you can't even agree on what the problem is. Right. When having having these ideas, though, having these ideas and things like that, again, is, isn't necessarily a bad thing. But it's 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 when you get in the mindset that you are never wrong or you always are right about this subject. When you're if you're not leaving enough for you to actually like see somebody else's point of view and you're always in the right of your own let's eyes, per se, then, you know, how, how are you going to actually be shaped by other people if so here's my thing is that i think that that has always happened to an extent i think the proliferation of social media 
instantly gains you a lot of like positive feedback towards your ideas that you don't necessarily always deserve. Right. Maybe your ideas. And so like, (laughs) and so, well, and so sometimes there's this essential, like a echo chamber that you find yourself in or a lot of undeserved validation for these things that ultimately probably need to be more thought out and more explored that before social media, like, you know, you would just go on believing this thing until you heard other people talk about it. Right. Yeah. And that's probably just from like one point of view, too, where it's a lot of times more the toxic. Let's like let's say from Johnny's point of view, let's say um, it's on the flip side where people are coming in and actually everybody that comes in and comments on something is maybe negative or something like that. I'm not saying that's what's happened, but it's very true and common to have that like you have something that's very genuinely maybe that you feel like it's good or something that you're putting out there as far as content. You just like this is, this is, you know, I feel really strong about this and I, I, I wanted to share this. And then there's always that toxic comment, you know, why, just why? Yeah. The toxicity I think is a different discussion kind of well, but, when it comes but let me give an example. It. So even saying this, everyone's like, Ooh, what's Johnny getting into? Like what's going on that he's saying, I will give an example. Okay. This is, this actually is on my feet. So many of you know, I'm a music producer. I've heard that. <laughs> I've heard, I've heard that. So, <laughs> People are posting about that they're very happy that currently they they called it the loudness wars are basically over. And this was like a time where people were just making their music masters way louder than other songs, right? Just to really catch your attention. And so there was this thing of like always pushing it to be as loud as possible. And what that does, you know, you need to use compression for that. And basically it removes the dynamics of a song, right? The dynamics of like having kind of a quiet part and then having a really loud part, right? It, it removes that. And it's just all mm-hmm. one big loud thing, right? To get, grab your attention. This is, and this was on like TV and stuff, like why certain commercials were so much louder than other things. And a lot of that is basically over now. So in like the mastering musician community here you know like uh people are talking about wow we're so happy the loudness wars are over and then like immediately they start being like oh you master to negative 14 luffs don't do that that's stupid that's too quiet you need to pump that up oh you master to negative eight that's way too loud you need like you see what i'm talking about like it's like wait i thought we were just talking about how you can master to whatever you want it to be because the loudness wars are over and yeah, we know lo- that that doesn't matter. <laughs> the wars are over, but uh, we still are going to tell you how to do it. <laughs> yeah, the wars are over, but if you're mastering to this, that's stupid and you're stupid and your music is stupid. If you do it, your music actually sucks. And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And then they're like, yeah, it does, you know, um, across all genres, you shouldn't give any advice across all genres of music because they're all different. But also if you mastered a negative 14, that's bad. All genres should be louder than that. It's like, didn't you just (laughs) say you shouldn't give advice across all genres of music? Like that's the kind of stuff I'm dealing with that. I just can't even deal with anymore. You, they were saying you, not, not them, just, just you, everybody else besides them. (laughs) Well, and I think the part of the problem too is that like these echo it's super easy to find people with similar interests with similar views with similar values online right and like i mean like that's how a nav started right like that's a pretty common thing that's like the best thing about this whole space 
of like internet, social media, and everything. Yeah, I thought we were just bullied. Bullied. Nice bullied in. <laughs> we were all bullied in here. He dragged us in, kicking and screaming. But the downside of that is that normally, you know, you would go through life and you'd be exposed to a whole bunch of different sorts of views, right? From different age groups by people that you meet on your life journey. And you would, those would challenge you. Those would challenge your thinking. And now you don't have to do that because you can find plenty of people who agree with you that kind of like prop up your belief as like being the correct one. And then there becomes this conflation of what you believe being true when it, that is almost never the full case because truth is way bigger than any one person's perception. Right. But yeah, it's just, is there any, is there anything that people believe is truth? That's not that you would like to point out D <laughs> not at this right time. now. Anything? <laughs> not at this time. I can think uh, of one. Give, give, it, give, it, give it like a month or two, and then, uh, and then we'll see. <laughs> okay, so like, can we talk about how I a few weeks ago I was like, the Switch runs like a PS2, and Travis was like, no, it doesn't. And then they like are releasing PS2 games on the Switch. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> and everyone's super pumped for it. Week. We do need to talk about it. Uh, everyone is uh, super pumped. They're like, oh my god, every- PS2 games on. Are you excited to play a PS2 game on the Switch and for it to run worse than it did on the PS2? Because I to be am. fair, to be fair, this is coming to not just Switch. You know, it's coming to all consoles as far as I'm aware, and 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 yep. PC, right? And right. it includes a 64 player multiplayer. It also includes like a bunch of like content that was only exclusive to like certain things, uh, like the. There's a Tatooine like Jabba the Hutt's palace map that I think was only on Xbox, uh, which yeah. is fascinating. I mean, I that know, was exclusive yeah. to Xbox. There's two new heroes. There's a bunch of modes that weren't necessarily in the original game. Like, I mean, I don't know. I'm pretty. Excited Did you find that fascinating, David? When you read through that, I didn't I thought know it was, it was really fascinating. To Xbox, actually, because yeah, I always like, played it on Xbox. Yeah. I didn't know. We're we're all the time thinking, oh, you know, PlayStation has all the exclusives, but but back in the back in the day on the, the original Xbox, you know, all these exclusives on the Xbox. So. And even the 360 had some Call of Duty stuff that was pretty exclusive and all that, too. Uh, You know what else uh, PlayStation has exclusively is uh, the rights to Disney's physical media producing that. That's true. Yeah. Wild. Um, Well, there's got to be something else in that deal that we don't know about, though. Like, I can't just see like Disney signing off on that without getting something in return. I mean, they're getting that they don't have to do that anymore and they can like shut down that part of their company that runs all of that and lay all of those people off. So, you know, Bob Iger could get that bonus he needs, you know. They're getting that. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I feel like there's a decent amount of money still to be made in uh, distribution rights for physical media, though. So, yeah, I'm just but maybe it's future proofing. Maybe it's future proofing. You know what I mean? I mean, it's a dying market. But that also you know? sounds like the kind of thing that, like, you throw into a contract to sweeten a deal. Like, oh, well, okay, so you won't, like, uh, you won't give us Spider-Man for this much, but uh, maybe if we throw in this extra thing, you know, <laughs> like, I mean, like, I don't know. That's obviously, like, probably not it, right? Because uh, Sony seems pretty committed to Spider-Man. Uh, I mean, you but... could say that the only thing keeping their business afloat is spider-man you could say their business is hanging by a web 
Maybe. <laughs> I feel just like not, a just not Madam Web. <laughs> PlayStation overall. <laughs> PlayStation overall. Have you guys seen that movie yet? No. <laughs> it's so good. I mean, and by so good, I mean it's so terrible. But uh, I haven't, I haven't yeah. watched it because <laughs> you know <laughs> our last conversation. I basically, see, I want to see my version of it more than that version. That's the problem. I'm, I'm kind of curious to see all all of our versions first. You know, so let's let's get on that making those movies. <laughs> oh, I don't think goodness. it's even out in Japan yet. When did it release in Japan? What do you think? Oh no! It is. Out. How do you it think is this is going to affect Sony's vision for like the Sony universe? Uh, of oh, movies, I don't know. As like, far as that goes, the rumor is that they've all that. The ru- the rumor is that anything past Craven has been kind of like put on hold. I mean, but, I would like, think so we'll see. because they still need to make more Spider-Man things to like retain the rights, right? Because I think they have like a uh, some kind of time stipulation on that. I think mm-hmm. I could be wrong, but yeah, I don't know. Like, we'll if, see. If, if only they could take some notes from Insomniac. I mean, is all I can say, you know. Well, and that brings me back to what I was going to say. Like, I feel like PlayStation overall is doing pretty well. Like, I mean, Helldivers is definitely, like, killing in terms of Great numbers. game. And, and the fact that they released it simultaneously on PC, huge win. Yes. Huge yep, win. Why have they yep. not been doing this for forever? Yeah. <laughs> Well, but because John, they Johnny won't the know. Same, they, I don't know. Would I get the same blowback. Yeah. They would get the same blowback as Xbox did for like you know making some of their games multi-platform, right? Like, oh, like what's even the point of having a PlayStation then? And it's like, no, you, you don't get it. Like, games in more places is a good thing. That's this is a real question is. for me, though. Is yeah. there actual blowback for making stuff multi-platform? Does that actually happen? Mm. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of people who, even in, like, uh, the media field, who are now claiming that, like, you know, if Xbox goes too far down this path, and a lot of them are kind of hypothesizing that they will, that uh, there's no point in owning an Xbox. Uh, But, like, well, because if you think about it, the Steel Man's version of it is that, like, if the exclusives are all on PlayStation and the Xbox games are everywhere, or at least most of them, why would yeah, you not get a PlayStation over an Xbox? You know, right? If they, most of them come to PC, then what's your point of getting an Xbox? You'd rather have a PlayStation that has more exclusive, right? Even if it's just a couple. And my argument that. would be Game Pass, in and of itself, I think is a high enough value. Uh, and I also think that the but Xbox PC UI Game Pass, though, you know? and the Xbox hardware are good enough that I would prefer an Xbox console over a PlayStation Five even though I have both. But uh, not a lot of people necessarily see it that way. A lot of people actually complain about the Xbox UI, especially if they're coming over from PlayStation. And I find that interesting because I love the Xbox UI. I think it's actually gotten way better than it used to be and like that it's way more intuitive than PlayStation's. Uh, I don't know. I think the current UI, the current iteration is not my favorite. If that makes sense, like there was and and part of that is just having been a long time Xbox person, like I haven't changed a lot on my UI. So like, why are these certain things pinned and where where is certain things like I don't love it that much, but it's not hard to understand. Um, I think the ability to like put things in groups, which is essentially the same as like uh, PlayStation's folders 
and the uh, how quickly you can get to my games and apps and Game Pass and settings uh, are all pretty nice. I also really like, this is a small thing, I like that you can hold down the power button in your controller I and know get that. the, like, turn-off <laughs> the uh, turn off, uh, options for your console and controller. Sorry, everyone. Um, Chiho, Chiho is watching um, Harry Potter with some other NAV people, and we're sitting in the same room. Currently, that. we're watching Harry Potter kiss Cho Chang. Yeah. yeah, no, she's, she's just talking about it. Yeah. Big, big moment. I'm, big moment. I'm watching it too. Whoa. Whoa. Harry Potter has yellow fever. Right, Chiho san? She says true. She says true. <laughs> the thing, yeah. Anyway, uh, what were we saying, D, about Xbox? So I was going to say, do we need to bring like a PlayStation fanboy on here to defend PlayStation? Or should we just keep this in echo chamber? Because I kind of like it this way. I think PlayStation has a lot of like really good exclusives. Um, Eldarus is one of them when it comes down to it. I think that their controller is fantastic. Uh, I don't like the two-hour battery life, but everything else about it is great. Is it? So this is, again, it's not exclusive. It's on PC. I don't know how we they get that of like oh it's exclusive it's a console exclusive sure but yeah you could but I would extend that argument to other games though too like that are it's like well it's not an Xbox exclusive it's on PC I'm like yeah exactly it's not an Xbox exclusive it's also on PC yeah but when you the know? people are, are talking about like let's say the console wars it's it's more about what's exclusive to this and that but you know it it is it is a thing are you know if if it's coming to PC you already have a P- PC you know, how, how much less are you going to actually get a console? And and that's that's kind of going back to what we were talking about. That's what it comes boils down to. You know, there has to be like this balance between, you know, having enough exclusives, but also having enough to where you have multi-platform, you know, to actually have, especially on games like that. Helldivers, it, it's amazing, honestly, that it's, you know, multi-platform at this point because of the bigger player base. And they're having trouble right now just um, having enough servers for all these players. And it, it, I mean, that's a good thing. That's a good thing to have. And for the style of game it is, it really needed that, I feel like. It, it, I, I really, it's, it's a game that everybody, you know, who most people have PC or a console, you know, so everybody, just about everybody can experience this game, just not Johnny. <laughs> it's true because I don't have a PC or a PlayStation. I also can't play Genshin. Though I could have played it, I guess, on my iPad, but I don't want to do that. You mm. could soon play Final Fantasy XIV, because that's about to come to Xbox. Open beta uh, right Final now. Final Fantasy XIV is on Mac. Oh, that's right, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. But one of the things, though, right, is that... I mean, does anyone here play mobile games? Not a lot, myself. Not I really. don't at I've, all. Yeah. It's a whole... That's a whole thing. So I, um, in the evenings, I teach Japanese junior high classes, and they play a lot of mobile games. It's pretty wild. Uh, Xbox made two announcements in terms of mobile. Well, in terms of xCloud, really. Uh, well, in terms of, I guess, using mobile devices to play games. Uh, in that uh, remote play, you can now use uh, touch controls on the games that support it which is pretty cool. And then uh, that uh, apparently later this year, uh, they're going to try to have like uh, your entire library or 
whatever games that they can out of your library be available uh, mm-hmm. on xCloud instead of just uh, remote play. Well, and we've talked about this. I just get too much battery anxiety. You know, I don't yeah. want my phone to die. I get well, that, yeah. I will say this. Like, before I was actually working from home and when I was working out of the, out of the house, basically, you know, five days a week, I would I would tend to actually be more prone to do such a thing. But now that I'm now that I work from home, it's like, what's the point for me personally? Like, why would I play a mobile game when I can play a full, you know, 4K, you know, full definition game, you know, on for my concert right here? And I maybe that's always kind of how it's been for me. I'm like, if I can play a game that's like Halo or something else like that, you know, and right. that looks and feels so much better with a controller and I'm not going to actually engage in that myself. I'm not going to waste my time. That that's just how I feel. Not sure. saying that there are good mean, like, games out there, but I mean that's just me. Them making these announcements though, I feel like indicates that they're going to start like a or at least increase the amount of support that they give to XCloud and like a remote play overall which I think is a good thing. Uh, and then also there's all these other devices that you can potentially like use to play xCloud or remote play like mm-hmm. Steam Deck, like uh, LG has one. Uh, I, yeah, there's a, a bunch of other things that you can Steam use. Steam Deck can play remote play? Really? Uh, it can do uh, the Game Pass cloud games, yeah. What? Interesting. Yeah. Well, maybe that's what it would come down to because when I when I was working outside... Uh, of the home, it it was going to be, you know, it's pretty much my 3DS. I would play that before I would play on my phone. Right. So if if Xbox had, uh, you know, a mobile device or PlayStation, which they do, yeah. have a, a mobile device, you know, that if yeah, that would be more my style, I guess, than actually using my phone that I use for work as well. I don't like mixing those two most of the time. I understand. Right. I'm kind of the same way. Yeah. Yeah. Although it was really cool to be in an airport uh, about to fly off somewhere and getting to uh, tune into your stream, join you on Discord, and play some Halo Infinite on the airport Wi-Fi. That was actually pretty cool. That was pretty slick. Yeah. And I, I'm not going to say that I'm not going to do the same thing because, uh, you know, whenever I go on a trip, you know, if I've got my phone, that's all I need. I can get on, yeah. game, you know, I can like get I on the Like I pulled the controller out of my backpack yeah. and I was good mm-hmm. to go and, yeah. That makes it so much easier. You're always got your phone wherever you go. So I mean that I mean yeah. that's kind of a selling point when you think about it. As long as you have your controller or a, a device, you know, that you can snap it into. I mean, if you know, if if it can work the way it needs to work, you know, to actually support that, that's the thing. Well, and more games supporting touch controls, especially on like remote player or whatever, I think is kind of cool too, because then you don't even need like any kind of controller. So like yeah I don't, I don't know but I but I also get like the battery draining argument too like because uh, we had that discussion like it's always been a thing for me you know what yeah. you know what you need you need Johnny is just a couple packs of those you know batteries right there that you plug them in just keep them plugged in the whole time have I told you guys my main problem with Apple Vision Pro uh, is that cable is I just it? cannot stand that cable I have not seen one in real life. Um, Apple Vision Pro is only in America, so I haven't like you know. There's not even thing. I would really be interested to see what it looks like looks like in real life. But I mean, I've never used wireless VR anyway. 
And besides, you know, D, I don't know if you know this, um, Mark Zuckerberg, he was saying that uh, the MetaQuest 3 was just better than the Vision Pro. <laughs> I saw that. He had some uh, interesting arguments. I'll say that. Yeah, he was like, it's not even a better value. It's just a better product, guys. Freaking, it's way better. I think so, part of it is you, you get what you pay for, and part of it is use case when it comes down to it. Could you imagine the CEO of a, of a big company saying that his product is better than another company's product? I mean, what what kind of crazy world is that? Well, like I think that like a nav is pretty cool. <laughs> 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 yeah, well, that's a uh, for everybody out there. Can get. we get a sponsorship for to try out these new devices? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, get on that, Zuck. I just took a uh, threads off my phone. <laughs> you have to win him back now. <laughs> if they sent us meta, if they sent us Quest Three, I, I'll put it back on. There, there you go. <laughs> and, and go figure that he's, let's say, pretty much marketing his own while the other one's a hot item. I mean, come on. That's well, yeah, what they're going to do. Also, That's what Quest Three did come out fairly recently. It's not insane to be still marketing it. Well, I, I know, but it's just. You're gonna you're gonna ride the hype. It's you know? the Nintendo problem, right? Like Quest Three is marketed basically kind of as like a toy, as a video game playing machine, and it's not just that. Like that's primarily its function, right? Like yeah. that's it's not just kind that. of what you can it's also built watch around. YouTube. But I mean, like it does have like the pass through. It does have some of the like same like functionality, not as maybe uh, as polished or whatever. But like Apple Vision Pro is definitely more focused on that functionality, right? So. Yeah, I don't know. But you can't focus too much on that functionality or you'll become like Microsoft and no one will want to buy your Xbox One. <laughs> <laughs> or your we HoloLens. Play, we want to or play your Windows games phone. <laughs> on this. Why would we yeah. want to use it as this device? What was that thing you showed us, D? That trailer oh, the, you sent us? the Kingmakers trailer. Was that what it was called? Kingmakers, I think. Yeah, King, Kingmakers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. That's a game coming to Xbox apparently soon-ish. I don't is that know if it's game out pass, on Steam or is that or just just that Xbox, game I think. and PlayStation? Oh. I think. Uh, oh, so it's not exclusive. Not what? it's not exclusive. Yeah, but um, it looks like a very interesting game. You know what? It kind of reminds me of. Uh, I recommend that you go watch the Kingmaker's trailer because uh, let me tell you, there's some surprising stuff that I did not see coming in that. <laughs> uh, but it reminds me of a uh, Michael Crichton novel called Timeline. And then there was a movie based on that book. There's a movie well. with with a young Paul Walker and a young Gerard Butler. Yeah, fantastic movie. Fantastic. Uh, I, I I enjoy that movie quite a bit, but I don't know that. Uh, it's I'd been say so long since like I've watched that. But it, yeah, no, that's a good watch. Uh, yeah. Oh god, kind of. They got faxed back in time, basically. That's uh, that's, that's what happened, yeah, guys. Yeah. They got. They were trying to make a fax machine that could send things, and they were sending things back in time. And those things, people, turns out, people. I haven't uh, read a Crichton novel in quite some time. I probably should pick one up. I used to reference that movie a lot. Was that with you, D? We used to talk about timeline. <laughs> it was probably <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> timeline uh, wanted, and uh, I'm sure there's like a. Third. Oh yeah, uh, wanted. What a great curve that bullet! Yeah. Did they make a TV show of Wanted? Like they, they might have. I don't know. Uh, I'm not sure. You know what? I would love a timeline miniseries. Actually, 
instead of that just would, a movie. Ooh, that would be yeah, pretty no, good. Be yeah, good. I can see that. That would be the concept great. is there. The novel was great too. Like the source material was like pretty cool. Like I don't know. Like you I could do I a could lot. You could do a lot more. Yeah. You know for sure yeah. with that. And I, I mean, it's so original. Good show. It's so yeah. original. Time travel. What? I mean, no one's talking about before. Right. I mean, and, and instead of going yeah. forward, we're going back. I mean, I know. How original is that? Let's go. Yeah. That's wild. Wild. Man, I haven't thought about that movie in so long. You know, Paul, Paul Walker, may he rest in peace. But yeah, Kingmakers is coming to Steam uh, later this year. Didn't they also change a bunch of stuff, but they were able to make it not change the future? Wasn't that like the whole deal? Oh, no, it did change the future. They were just careful on like what they ended up changing or something. Yeah. Because he like fell in love with a lady who's supposed to die. Well, and then like uh, one of the people like stayed behind or whatever. And they found like his gr- their grave at the end, I think, or something like that. You know who else was in that movie? And I'm going to look this up first. The, I don't know this actor's name, but there's this actor. He's in. Do you guys know that show? Good Omens. Uh, peripherally. Like, not I've, directly. Yeah. I've never seen it. Michael Sheen. Oh, Michael sure. Sheen. Yeah, yeah. He was in Timeline. So if you guys had to guess, what year did Timeline come out? Don't look it up. Just guess. Oh, gosh. Oh, oh man. man. Uh, 2003. What about you, D? Oh, man. I feel like it can't be that long ago, but on it. It might be. Billy oh, Connolly man. was in that movie. What? Like if we're talking all these younger actors, like it's Neil gotta Mc, be like Neil McDonough was in the movie. Man, there's a lot of people. There's a lot of pe- big people in this. What? I mean, I don't know if they're big, but there's a lot of people I've seen in a lot of things in this. What? Farmer freaking nailed it. 2003. Oh man, wild. I knew it was before the like whole like uh, Xbox <gasps> One and all that. What? Oh. Cass Anvar, who plays Alex in The Expanse, was in it as an ER really? doctor. As an wow. ER doctor. Yeah, I know. Yeah, what? All right. Um, so homework for all the listeners this week. Go ahead and go back and where can you watch this? Go watch Timeline. Go ahead and like, actually. Yeah, go ahead and buy the DVD now distributed through Sony. <laughs> I, I really want to go back and watch it myself now after talking about it. Honestly, I think it's important, honestly, for whenever you're like uh asserting an opinion to do research and the best way to do research is to establish a timeline uh, <laughs> i'm gonna read this review real quick about timeline oh, yeah. uh it says not bad but but only for those who don't know the book and i'm just like isn't that true for just like so many things i'm thinking yep. about oh it's on max right now it's on I'm thinking HBO about max. like you know, some of the Lord of the Rings stuff, The Hobbit, um, you know, even to the Halo series a little bit. It's like for the people that don't know the source material, like to the nth degree, it's a way better. And then the people that <laughs> love it, love it, love it so much that they've read so much about it. And then they go watch the show. Oh, man, I hate this show. <laughs> I'm just imagining uh, someone who really likes the Halo show. And they're like, you know what? I'm going to go back and play the games. And then they're like, you know, yeah, I played every game. <laughs> He never took his helmet off. <laughs> oh, was that was the whole, whole thing, for his, apparently. For his helmet to apparently, come off. Apparently, during the fall of Reach, like, uh, event that happens in the show, he's not in armor at all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, when I think of Mr. Chief, I think of someone not in armor as well. That's funny. It's funny actually. If you look at if you pull up the Master Chief Fortnite skin right now, also not armored. Wow. But really quick, if there is a movie or a TV show coming out and you want to watch it and you find out that there are books as well. Do you read the books and then watch it or do you watch it and then read the books? I must always watch it first and then read the books. Yeah, I would I would say the same um same. because you won't get as disappointed, right? <laughs> well, it's actually one of the things that got me into reading as a kid was Star Wars books, right? Like the expanded universe Star Wars books. Mhm. But the big thing about that was like, oh, there's this thing you love there's more of it, right? If you want more, you can have more. As opposed to like when you read the book first, I feel like you tend to feel like the movie's just less or the show's just less. You know, like, mm-hmm. oh, well, they didn't do this and they didn't do this. Right, because there's so much in the book usually. And then, you know, obviously because of time's sake, they have to do a lot of cutting and making it, you know, fit that mark. What, Like say, right. what, a two-hour mark or whatever. I haven't had time to watch the Avatar live action uh, Netflix adaption yet. Um, I've heard mixed things about it, which to me sounds great <laughs> um, because, you know, it's just going to bring in new people as well. But an interesting thing that and maybe this is mean of me because I haven't watched the Halo show. Um, may, you know, wouldn't it be funny if I finally watched the Halo show and I liked it a lot? But like. I just do people not know that like what adaption is adapting something, you know what I mean? Cause like adapting something, whether it's, you know, a book to a movie written, um, art is not the same thing as like a film. Right. And things need to be changed. You can do certain, there are things you can do in movies that you can't do in books. Right. And so like adapting a movie into a book would be really interesting to me of like, Mm -hmm. are the movie fans like, I can't believe they, they added all of this stuff. It's lame. (laughs) I mean that in a way, that's kind of what happened uh, to Halo book, you know, per se, but they're, they're also very different. Right. In, well, in and also, ways, so. most of the Halo books came after the games, you know? So, I mean, like, right. or at least the first one. I mean, like, I don't know when right. that that's started. What that's what we're saying. Series. is like, yeah. it's after the fact, which is which is different, you know? It's like, yeah. they did add some things um, that Star Wars books, too. In the game. Yeah. And and that's, honestly, I feel that's so, uh, that's better in a way. Like, you're already, you're already in that universe. You want it. You want more content at that point. So I, I don't think I've said this on the podcast before, but my parents, I love their hearts, uh, gave me a Star Wars book. And I have not read a Star Wars book since Disney bought Star Wars because, like, I was huge in the legend stuff. Like, I read a lot of that particular, mm. like, now non-canon uh, universe, that extended universe. Yep. Um, so when Disney bought Star Wars and declared that all of that is just doesn't matter. And called it Legends, which gave me an inkling of hope that maybe they'd integrate it as, like, Mythos. And then they didn't even do that. That killed me. That hurt. Uh, So my parents gave me a Star Wars book for Christmas. (laughs) They gave me 
the novel adaptation of The Rise of Skywalker. (laughs) (laughs) You know what, though? Maybe it's good because the novel adaptation of Revenge of the Sith, the novel adaptation of Revenge of the Sith was great. Really, it was great. It really was. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So, wow. What, is there a novel adaptation for The Last Jedi? I mean, there's got to be, right? There it's just crazy, is. though, like out of any Star Wars book that they could have gotten me. It was that one. It's like, okay, wow. Uh, there is a Last Jedi novel. Wait, no, this is this is not right. This is this is a Legends novel. They stole the last one. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there is a novelization of The Last Jedi. Okay, hold on. Oh, one other thing kind of related to this while Johnny's looking this up. Uh, did you see that... Uh, talk on it. Frank Herbert's son uh, said that Dune Part 1 and Part 2 combined are the best adaptation of the book to date. I thought that I was mean, super interesting. You could go back to the original Dune adaptation and really see why. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. <laughs> but there's been like a few, I think. I think there's been like two or three before this latest. So, so after, I guess after screening yeah. it, he said that. He said, right. yeah, these are the best yeah. a- adaptations he's seen. I mean, yeah, that that book is massive, though, right? But those movies are pretty long, too. So one of my wife's friends is an author and he went and saw Dune in theaters and he Uh hated Dune part one. He just tore that movie apart. He really hated it. And it's funny because it really like kind of affected like that. I didn't really want to watch it to hear someone we know who's a fantasy author, like he's a published fantasy author. Just talk, like, just say that it was a bad movie and like rip it apart. I was like, wow, like, I guess maybe it's not that great. I watched that movie. I love that movie. I, I don't know what actually, his, I think, it's I don't know what his problem good. was. I think he must it's have been in a bad great mood. adaptation. It's a great yeah. adaptation. Yeah, yeah, no, he must have been yeah. in a bad mood. It's a great adaptation. Like, that movie could have been another hour longer and I would have loved it still. Really? Like, Man, they they did such a good job. I can't wait to see part two. I I'm right there with you. I actually watched that. Actually, got, kind of going into it, you know, it's like um, it's like one of those movies where you're like you're kind of waiting for it to grab you, it, it, just because it's it's a new universe. I've n- I don't know anything about it, right? And mm-hmm. you know, you just you you start to watch it, and you're like, okay, am I actually going to get into this? And all of a sudden, it's the end of the movie, and I'm so into it. I'm like, no. Right, oh, that's a dude, good right. movie for me. If yeah. if I yeah. if I can get there, man, I I just love it, and I'm I'm in. I'm totally in. I'm ready for the, the next one. The the credits roll, and you're sad that it's over. Yeah. And yeah. then you're but, like, how long was that movie? You're like, it's two and a half hours. You're like, what? What? There was just so but, many things that happened, and I I'm yeah, I'm just ready to see what. And I know it's next. like part one and part two, but a huge part of it, I think, is it really tastefully. Um, he did the acts of the movie in a way that you don't expect, right? Since it's part one, you would expect that the end of part one of the movie, uh, spoiler, would be the attack, right? Mm-hmm. And he like barely gets away alive, and that's the end of the movie. Re- really, right? That would make sense, right? 
but that's no, that's not it at all. That's that's like the halfway point of the movie. And you know, you go. It, it was ugh, so. I can't wait for the second. When does the second one come out? Is that is that coming out this year? Yeah, that's yeah, coming out this year. This year. Uh, yeah, <sighs> I'm excited. Wait, it's coming I out in actually a couple months, right? Really soon. Um, April or something like that, maybe. Man, I feel like it was even sooner than that. March first, twenty twenty four. Is it oh. really okay? Well, yeah. let's all Ooh, like literally March next 15th. week. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, we all should see that together. You know. <laughs> it doesn't come out in japan until march 15th bummer it releases in bulgaria spain india lithuania japan and south africa on march 15th the only country that's later than that is kuwait april 11th well it's just nice to have something that's kind of a yeah something to look forward to but also like uh, kind of a new universe because you know we, we kind of go through these stages okay well at least for me okay it's been star wars it's been lord of the rings for me um you know we're getting into a lot of tv shows these days these days as well but like it's really cool to see a series like this in 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 like a show not not just a show but actually back into movies you know actually yeah. having kind of cinema yeah, and they're so good. You know, um, the director of this is Dennis. I don't know how to say his last name. Villeneuve. Vill- Vill- I don't know. He also directed one of my favorite movies, which is uh, Arrival. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he also directed another movie I really liked, uh, Blade Runner twenty forty nine. He directed that one as well, which visually was so stunning. He's a fantastic director. I like that guy a lot. But guys, I think that's it. We're basically out of time. Is there anything y'all want to cover before we wrap up? I, think I don't for think me. so. I think that's good. I think we're good. Yeah. All right. Sweet. Well, thank you guys for being here. Craig, thank you so much for recording us today. Uh, guys, don't forget to leave us a rating wherever it is you listen to podcasts. We would appreciate that. And follow our socials. Join the Discord. All of the things. See you guys next week. Bye.